What is the Epstein, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast Run episode 105 of my little wrestling show where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, give you the review, let you know what's going on in both of those companies. So much wrestling to watch, not everybody can keep up with it, but I try my best. And at the end of the show, I give out my three stars of the week, awarding my three favorite matches that I witnessed with my eyeballs that week. So, Let's begin with an apology. Last week, I was an absolute mess. Not only did I miss out on Battle of the Belts 9 last week, but I don't even think I put in my collision review. So, wow, was I ever just a space cadet last week. My apologies... And another apology is in order because not only uh, did I not cover Collision, I can't cover it. Uh, I can't even cover last week's because I accidentally deleted the notes for it. So that one's a mystery. No one's ever going to know what happened on Collision. My apologies, but I'm going to review Battle of the Belts 9 right now. Let's do it, baby. And we're kicking it off with an AEW Tag Team Championship match. Ricky Starks and Big Bill defending against Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara in a street fight. And the fight starts literally on the streets. They're beating the shit out of each other. Bill choke slams Jericho on the ground, like on the grass, not on just the pavement, but like a, I don't know if like he landed on a puddle or like a pile of leaves or something, but something jumped out underneath him. It was cool and also looked very painful. Guevara arrives on a golf cart and he just plows into Bill and Ricky with it. Excellent. Not the best one that they've done in AEW, but still awesome to see someone get hit with a golf cart. Thumbs up. Bill whacks Sammy with a backpack full of bricks straight up. Jericho and Sammy suplex Bill onto a car and that car is total. Just destroyed that car. Ricky uses a plunger on Jericho's mouth and I was dying laughing, man. Just the motion of of Ricky plunging Jericho's mouth was absolutely hilarious. And now they're brawling all over catering. Jericho sprays Bill with mustard. And then Takeshka out of nowhere whacks Jericho with a kendo stick. Bill power bombs Jericho from a pretty high uh, area. And he plows him through a pile of tables. Holy shit. Thumbs up for that. We ain't done yet. Guevara says hold my beer as he climbs up a solid 20 to 30 feet up the scaffolding and then does a massive swanton off of it. But powerhouse Hobbs moves Ricky Starks out of the way just in time. Sammy crashes through the stage. What a bump that was. That looked amazing. Hopefully he's okay. But a thumbs up for that. Starks pins and retains the tag team titles. Oh, super entertaining, violent street fight right there. Tons of funny moments. I was giggling all throughout this match, especially that plunger spot. So funny. Huge spots, nasty bumps. Shockingly, no blood in this one, though. I was very surprised we didn't get any color in this match. Even just, like, on like by accident. There was some really nasty shit going on. But this was a certified banger. If I reviewed this last week, it would have been first star of the week. So, uh... Uh, a first star, I guess, for last week, but we'll see how it does this week as I watch through all of this week's wrestling, but an 8.5 for this street fight. Friggin' awesome. We move on to the TBS Championship match, Julia Hart defending against Anna Jay. Julia targets Anna's injured shoulder. Jay gets out of the Queen Slayer, hits a flatliner. We got a near fall there. Julia locks in Heartless, and Anna is forced to tap out. Julia Hart retains the TBS title. Uh, Honestly, a little hard to follow that last match, the street fight. Uh, This didn't do a whole lot for me, though. It wasn't that good. Uh, Selling the bad shoulder a lot throughout the match. Anna not pinning Julia properly was odd. They're saying it was because of the shoulder. Like, normally a wrestler, when they pin, they, like, lay on them. But, um... Anna was, like, kind of bridging a little bit that her stomach wasn't touching Julia. It was just kind of weird. I don't know if there's something wrong. Was there a legit injury or something? But uh, a very meh match right here. Not that great. 
We go backstage. It is Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. They are still arguing with each other. Satnam Singh returns with some home cooking, but Lethal wants none of it. Are you kidding me? That shit looked delicious. I would have ate some. Main event time. International Championship on the line. Orange Cassidy defends against Preston Vance. Undisputed Kingdom arrive holding chairs so they can sit and watch the match politely. Hot start, both men hitting early finishers. Vance catches Cassidy, throws him into United Kingdom, making them rather angry. Orange rallies, lifts Vance up for a beach break. Orange punch, pins and retains the international title. Really good big versus small match. One of my favorites in terms of chemistry. I love it when a big guy's just thrown around the small guy. And then you get all the counters and stuff. One of my favorites. Uh, Vance looking good, beating down Orange. Cassidy, good chemistry with the big guys always. Pretty much with anyone, honestly. But I did enjoy him in the ring with Vance. Entertaining, as always, with the Orange-Cassidy comedy. Seven and a half at then. United Kingdom get in Orange's face after the match, and they want to take his title, but no violence for tonight. And that is the end of Battle of the Belts 9. Uh, Stinks, the women's match, got put in that rough middle spot. Uh, didn't, Didn't really do a lot for me or the show, but a solid effort in the ring. It wasn't, like, bad or anything, but it was definitely not good. Lots of focus and time for the street fight. Well worth it, though. Freaking awesome. Freaking brawl all around the arena. Huge spots. Reminds me of Attitude Era WWE. Um, Yeah, in the main event, just another quality Orange Cassidy match. 7 out of 10. Good Battle of the Belts. And now we return to your regularly scheduled recap. With the WWE, we got Monday Night Raw in Arkansas this week. And it's Cody Rhodes asking the crowd, what do they want to talk about? Drew McIntyre swaggers his way to the ring and tells Cody that he is proud of what he has done with his career. Aw. Tells Cody he needs to be real Cody Rhodes. Rhodes with a fiery response. These two are going to clash at the Rumble, and I cannot wait. Should be really fun. Cody doing his thing, you know, warming the crowd up, getting his catchphrase in, all that stuff. And then Drew McIntyre, baby, my man, is on fire. Another great promo from Drew. I'm literally hanging on every word that this man is saying right now. I've always been a Drew McIntyre fan, even way back when he first debuted with uh, Vince McMahon, the, the chosen one or whatever. Even back then, I was like, yo, this guy, yeah. Like, I never expected him to become this Drew McIntyre, but I thought he was pretty compelling looking back then. It was a pretty barren wasteland at the time, so. But anyway, I, uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre right now. Absolutely killing it, loving him. Thumbs up for that. Pretty good opener. We got R-Truth. He finds Damian Priest to give him his cut of the new merchandise profits. Priest is impressed. With all the money, he allows Truth to continue selling the merchandise as long as the money keeps flowing in. Now we got a tag team match. DIY, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa versus JD McDonough and Dom Dom. We get some nice tandem dives to the outside by DIY. That wipes out Dom and JD. They go tumbling over the announce table pretty extremely. Nice tag team offense by DIY. Super kick party. Everyone eating kicks to the fates. We got a Spanish fly and a moonsault by JD. Gargano in to save Champa. DIY with the meat in the middle on Judgment Day or JD McDonough. Pins and grabs the win. Big W right here. Heck yeah. Some of my favorite wrestlers right here on the roster getting it on in a tag team match. Showing off what they can do. Felt like it was a a well done showcase for these guys right here. And I mean what also is impressive is they shoved three commercial breaks in during this match. I mean quite stunning. Uh, Still really good, though, back and forth overall tag team match. McDonough's selling was fantastic. 7.5 at 10. Now we move on to another tag team match of the female variety. We got Chelsea Green, Piper Nevin versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Indy has Green draped over the ropes. Candice hits a lion salt. Doesn't hit it clean at all, catching Green mostly with her knees. That would probably hurt. Awkward pin, Candice and Indy win. Uh, Messy finish. Uh, Still a 
pretty solid overall tag team match. It was okay. I'm not a really big fan of Candice LeRae. Indy Hartwell was fine, but oh, just another one of those. Right when she was picking up really good momentum, she got injured, won the NXT Women's Championship, and yeah. So hopefully she's getting back up there, but Candice LeRae's, you know, really never caught much fire in NXT. Not really doing much in, in the main roster, but eh, we'll see where it goes. Now we have Damian Priest. He is telling the rest of the Judgment Day that he ain't happy with Drew McIntyre running his mouth. But loves our truth bringing in some extra cash. I mean, everyone likes a little extra cash. I get it. I get it. But now he is back. It is the Intercontinental Champion. It is Gunther. He has returned. The crowd confused how to react if they're if they're happy or should they boo him because he's a heel. But, you know, he's also awesome and they kind of want to cheer him. But Gunther helps them out saying that Little Rock smells of desperation and shit. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. The booing begins. Gunther says he will win the Royal Rumble and main event WrestleMania. A very popular statement right now. Everyone's saying it. Gunther praises Kaiser for a job well done while he's been away and rewards Kaiser with a hug. That is just lovely. And here comes Xavier Woods wearing a rather interesting looking like rose themed outfit. I have no idea. Spoils the bromant, though. Woods wants a fight. Kaiser will give him what he's looking for, baby. Brawl breaks out. Referee runs down, and it's official. It's a match right here, right now. Xavier Woods versus Ludwig Kaiser. Xavier, hard fall off of the top rope. Stiff strikes getting thrown. Woods' mouth is busted open. Fighting on the outside, Xavier ducks the office chair thrown by Kaiser. Woods gets revenge for Kofi smashing the office chair on Kaiser's back. Woods is disqualified. Match is done. Fight continues, though. Woods, seeing red, throws the steel steps at Ludwig's head. Luckily, Kaiser just dodges disaster and runs away. I don't know who shit in Xavier's Cheerios this morning. That guy is hot. <laughs> Someone shit in his Cheerios. That Damn. But uh, a good aggressive fight right here, especially from Xavier's side. Um, yeah, I like how this rivalry is going right now, especially with this turned-up aggression out of Xavier. That really goes a long way at making a heated rivalry. Well done. Now we got Akira Tozawa with Maxine going up against Ivar with Bahala. Tozawa lifts up Ivar for a slam. Rather impressive. He's probably 100 pounds lighter than Ivar, maybe probably more than that. Ivar, with a huge spinning slam of his own, goes to the top rope, and Maxine distracts Ivar with a really awkward-looking dance. Tazawa hits a sunset powerbomb from the top, pins, and wins, grabbing a massive upset over Ivar. Valhalla chases down Maxine as they're just trying to get the hell out of there. Doesn't work. They get dragged back to the ring for Ivar to deliver the doom salt from the top rope, crushing Tazawa. Really entertaining big versus small match. Tazawa grabs a huge W. And Ivar still looks strong, destroying Tazawa for beating him. So, yeah, it works out for everybody. Well done. Now we got the women's champion, Rhea Ripley. She cuts a promo. Tries to say something like, whoever wins the Rumble, don't waste their chance fighting me. Uh, does not come out of her mouth right. You can tell, like, Almost immediately when she starts off this sentence, she's like, I fucked it up. Anyway, Becky Lynch arrives, tells Rhea she's better than her, but wants to prove everybody wrong by winning the Royal Rumble and beating Ripley at Mania. Eh? See, it's a popular thing. Anyway, solid promo from the man. Ripley, not her best promo, but it's okay. She's, she's always, she's generally always really good. Not so much today. World Heavyweight Champion Seth frickin' Rollins is interviewed, says he's aware it's not the same gender he fought a long time ago in NXT, which was like, shit, 2012? Like, that was a long time ago he's talking here. Regardless, he will take down gender tonight. We'll see. We have The Miz and R-Truth, I think, because R-Truth doesn't know what team he's on, but he's supposed to be on The Miz's team here, going up against Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Truth drops Finn Balor's cut of the money all over the ring. Just a disaster. Big ol' mess. Everyone's confused, especially R-Truth. Once Finn starts attacking him, that makes things even worse. He's like, yo, dog, we're on the same team. And it's just like, no, we're not. Truth fights back. Nice scissor kick on Finn Balor. Damien asking Truth 
what about us? He's it's just more confusion, more confusing stuff. Truth confused. Priest hits a south of heaven choke slam on Truth, pins and wins. Uh, they keep the running gag going of our Truth just confused who he's fighting for. Uh, he thinks he's in Judgment Day, but Judgment Day. I don't even know what they think anymore. Like, are, is he like they like him there making money? But you're not. I don't get it. It's crazy. It's still really entertaining. Uh, but I'm starting to feel like maybe it's run its course. It, it's kind of taking away from what they've built up with the Judgment Day. It, it, they've become a really strong team. A lot of victories, championships, very dominating. And now, like, I love our truth. Don't get me wrong, but our truth coming in. It's 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 been a really fun few weeks with the with the comedy getting in there, showing a little bit of range with Judgment Day. But now, like you know, our truth starting to take it to Finn Balor, a former world champion. I don't know. It's starting to take away from the toughness of Judgment Day. That's just my opinion, but I do love this comedy stuff. But our truth can do it with anybody. So maybe move him on from this Judgment Day situation. Now we got Shinsuke Nakamura with another video promo thingy. Says he is not done with Cody Rhodes yet. But his focus is on winning the Rumble for right now. And you know what I gotta say? Nah, dog. Let's let's be done with the Cody and Shinsuke thing. I, I'm not feeling it. Not feeling it at all. Uh, I know that Okada is not re-signing with New Japan I don't know if he's going to come to WWE. My wife and I were talking about it. Like, there is a connection with Okada and Shinsuke, but there's also, you know, Okada's been, he's wrestled under the AEW banner before, so he could go there. I really doubt he's going to want to go back to TNA because the first time he was there, it was a nightmare for him. So, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Okada shows up in WWE seeing what Shinsuke has done you know probably making a lot of money and not having to get his ass kicked you know as much as they probably are getting over there in New Japan so we'll see where it goes but I'm not really I haven't been feeling this Cody and Shinsuke thing but they're gonna keep pushing it we'll see there's probably gonna be an interaction between the two and the rumble but eh, we'll see now we have Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stocks going up against Tegan Knox and Natalia. Tegan and Natty looking to hit the hot attack. It's stopped by Zoe. Shayna locks Natty in the Carafuda clutch. Natalia forced to tap out. Shayna and Zoe grab the W. A pretty solid short paced, a uh, short fast paced match right here. Worked well. Natty's smooth performance starting to build a little bit of chemistry here with her partner partner Tegan it looks like I'm not going to get my wish they're going to continue with Tegan and Natalia but it, it it this was probably their best performance as a team together so far so it's it's getting better and then there's Shayna and Starks I think so far they've been good together it's uh I don't really I didn't want it because it was Zoe Starks coming in she had pretty good momentum as a single star and kind of randomly throwing her into a tag team I get it because like Women's tag team division's been light. They have been working on that. So, But I felt like Zoe would have been one of their stronger new singles competitors. But here we are in a tag team match. It was fine. Main event time now. World Heavyweight Championship. On the line, Seth Rollins defending against nobody can hinder the Jinder Mahal with Endashare. We got Damian Priest. He walks out with the briefcase, giving Seth another obstacle to deal with. He's just standing there. So Seth's got three different guys on the outside watching him. And Jinder Mahal. Seth tweaking his knee, able to hit a pedigree, though. Indashir puts Jinder's foot on the rope, saving him. Priest looking on. Drew McIntyre appears to cut off Damian from cashing in, because he ain't having that shit again. Referee distracted. Rollins hits uh, Rollins hit with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Jinder hits a coloss. Holy shit! But Seth is able to kick out. Battles back. Nails a stomp. Pins and retains. Whew. A solid main event right here. Jinder looking a lot healthier. <laughs> you know, like, health-wise, when he came back and he won the championship and anything, he added a noticeable amount to size. Uh, how he got that big, I'm... I, I don't know, but he definitely didn't look great you know he was big and muscular but there were certain parts of his body that that looked 
off. So right now he's looking in nice in the middle. Like he was kind of a lighter guy way back in the early days, like 2012. He was fairly like, I don't know, maybe 220. Then he went up to like 250 something. I don't know. Now he's like in the middle. He's looking decent, healthy. Like I, I wouldn't even say decent. He looked good. He looked good. All right. So looking healthier, uh, performance, nothing special. You know, it's gender. He's, he's not insane, but he was fine. Wasn't bad. The near fall there with gender almost winning. That was, I was like, Oh shit. Are they going to fucking do it again? That was great. You know, it definitely made me think there for a second. Oh my goodness. They're going to pull the trigger on gender, but no Rollins strong fighting champion performance as always. Not bad. Solid, safe Raw this week. Really good opener again with Drew McIntyre featuring Cody Rhodes. Lots of rumble talk. Everyone believes they're going to win. They're going to main event WrestleMania. That's great. Solid wrestling throughout. Nothing crazy again. Obviously, you don't want anybody to get hurt. Rumble's right around the corner. They're going to need all hands on deck. You got two rumbles now. So, yeah, a lot of people. Main event was fine with Jinder. It was okay. And R-Truth adding in the humor again. I love the humor. I just think we need to move it off of the Judgment Day and, and put it somewhere else. 6 out of 10 for Monday Night Raw. Solid show. We'll go to NXT now. And we got to kick off the show with the Dusty Cup Tournament. First round match. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Blade and Anofe. Blade and Anofe turn it on, hitting a double flapjack. Both go for a dive. Anofe nearly a horrific landing, but Trick able to catch most of him, so they're okay. Trick gets the hot tag, goes off. Anofe hits a nice top rope elbow drop, then goes for a dive and takes a hard splat on the floor. How you doing? Blade, a wicked frog splash, not enough, Trick nails the running knee, pins Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams advance to the second round. Now that's what I'm looking for out of a tournament right there, really good back and forth tag team match, Blade in a no face stepping it up, putting it on the line, taking some nasty bumps out there. They got they got the deserved spotlight in this match. Sadly, they don't get the win, but they still look good in defeat, both, that that's what you want, you want to get out there and see what these guys got and I feel like Blade and Nofe showed what they got and I'm you know yeah I'm a little bit of a personal fan of these guys I think they're super underrated and uh you know they showed me like yep they keep proving to me like yeah they're really good and hopefully they get some sort of freaking push here at some point but not tonight Trick and Mellow no problems or drama they worked well together as a team so that's good they'll probably save the a little bit more of that tension for later in the tournament seven and a half out of ten really good opening match now we got the new North American champion Oba Femi he cuts a promo sounding more on the heel side oh snap the crowd is chanting woo like after mostly when Whenever they're talking, they'll go, what? But instead, they're doing this woo thing with Obafemi. I kind of dig it. Dragon Lee doesn't dig it, though. He comes out wanting his rematch for the championship. Oba says no, and he leaves. And I must say, I enjoyed Obafemi's first promo. Once he made it clear that he is going to be a heel, yeah, I'm, I'm already going to be digging that. So that's an interesting choice as well. And the crowd has a cool little chant going for him there. So a nice start for the North American champion, Obafemi. I'll give that a thumbs up. We got Bear Hill and Eddie Thorpe. They're hanging out backstage. Dijak appears, bullying Thorpe, challenges Bear Hill to a match for later on in the show. I'm su- a little bit sh- surprised with myself that it didn't come to me that like, hey, Bear Hill and Eddie Thorpe would make a fantastic tag team. So looks like maybe that's what they're going to be setting up or maybe Eddie just says no and then Bear Hill and Eddie Thorpe get into it. So then Eddie has someone else to fight. We'll see where that goes. But yeah, Bear Hill and Thorpe with Dijak, I can see something working here. We got Ilya Dragunov. He appears to tell Trick Williams that he is healthy. Offers Trick a title shot for Vengeance Day. Trick accepts without even thinking. Mello reminds Trick that Vengeance Day is the finals for the Dusty Cup. rut Trick returns later with a plan. Trick will participate in the Cup Finals and fight Dragunov for the championship in the same night at Vengeance Day if need be. So they're, you know, that's, that's not set in stone yet. That's why, I mean, I kind of don't like them saying that because they're kind of teasing that that's going to end up happening with Trick having a double title night or a double tournament with a championship. I, you know, that sets up, you know, if, 
if fucking Trick Williams, he that could be his night, baby. He can win the championship. He can win the tournament, double dipping in the same night. I mean, if you're going to strap the rocket to Trick Williams, that would be the night to do it. But it could also be the night if you're going to finally put that knife all the way into Trick's back and have Melo betray him, you can have him, like, double betray him in that night. So it's going to be really interesting to see where the next few weeks with uh, Melo and Trick go. So quite interesting. Now we have Lyra, Valkyria, and Tatum Paxley, who is dressed up exactly like Lyra, Valkyria. I could barely tell them apart for a second. Going up against Electra Lopez and Lola Vice. Carnage in the ring. Tatum eats a kick to the head, collapses onto Lopez or Vice, I couldn't tell, uh, for the W here. Funny finish, obviously, with just someone getting knocked out, accidentally getting a victory. That's always good. And it was a solid quick match, good pace. Both teams doing well with the time given, I guess. I would like to see uh, maybe these these uh, these four women going after it again, but you know, we'll see where that goes. Ariana Grace annoying the women's locker room until Ariana is left all alone. Classic Ariana. Nobody likes her. I I like her, though. Now we got Joe Coffey with Gallus going up against Ridge Holland. Ridge deals with some interference from Gallus. Holland hits some suplexes. Lariats finishes off Coffey with a driver for a quick W. Ridge, solid, clean performance. Joe, nice selling. Gallus attack Ridge after the match. And honestly, I'm still thinking Ridge is... They're, they're leading down this road. I think Ridge is going to end up in Gallus. That's just how I'm feeling about it. It was meh. It was just kind of here, not much. Eh. Now we got Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker with his crazy new jacket. They get interviewed. Braun shadow drops their team name, the Wolf Dogs. Corbin's like, no fucking way. He flips out, not loving the name at all. Braun tries out Wild Boars. And Corbin leaves. He's had enough. Great segment right here. Braun, absolutely fantastic. And yes, it's it's going even better, I think, so far than what I was hoping with these two guys teaming up. Loving it. Thumbs up. We got... Another match in the Dusty Cup Tournament first round. It is the LWO Wild and Del Toro with Selena Vega versus Chase U, Duke Hudson, and Riley Osborne. LWO cool assisted slingshot splash thingy. They love it. Osborne, beautiful dive over the ropes. Wipes, wipes out LWO. Wild goes wild with multiple dives taking out Chase U. That was awesome. Crowd going nuts. Thumbs up. Del Toro, Phoenix Splash on Duke Pins, and the LWO advance to the second round. Damn, wild, bro. Awesome high-flying in this match. He was feeling it. Del Toro, no slouch either. He was feeling it. And Chase U, stepping up. Osborne looking like a young AJ Styles with that dive earlier. Man, that's the that was the dive that like really made me like fall in love with TNA and become a huge fan of AJ Styles. Just like crazy kind of shooting star press over the ropes. Oh, just so good. And Duke, a nice powerhouse offensively. Another hit for the Dusty Cup, I would say. Seven and a half out of ten. Really enjoyable match. We got Joe Gacy. He randomly joins commentary for the next match. But first, we got Von Wagner asked No M Dar for a Heritage Cup match. Vaughn acting very confused about the rules of the match. Noam Dar has his brain melted and he just leaves. Vaughn Wagner successful at what he was looking to do. So it looks like maybe we're going to have a upcoming Wagner versus Noam Dar. That could be pretty good. It'd be very interesting to see what Vaughn um, Wagner can do in a more technical style of wrestling. See if he can do that. I mean, he's shown he can have like good brawling matches with like Jack and shit. But yeah, technical match. We'll see how that goes. We got Jack going up against Trey Bearhill. We got Jack gets distracted by Joe Gacy, who headbutts Jack in the head. Jack recovers, hits the discus, discus boot, and that's it. Pins and defeats Bear Hill. No fucking feast your eyes, looking terrible, just the discus boot. That's how we do it, Jack. Really solid first match for Trey Bear Hill. I mean, you would like him to get the win, but it's Jack. Super fired up effort for Bear Hill, moving around the ring fairly quickly for his size. He's... Like, a little chunky, er, which, fine, he's big, you know, not, oh no, he's kind of hard to describe. Dijak does his thing, quality match from him as always. And then Alexis King blindsides Bear Hill, continuing their rivalry. So where's that going? Will King eventually get 
maybe a partner or something. He can get into a, maybe a, oh, he can team up with Dijak, and then he, Bear Hill, and uh, uh, Eddie Thorpe can get into it. That, there you go. Boom. Book it. Done. We got Josh Briggs. He is greeted backstage by, wouldn't you fucking believe it, it's JBL. I was just talking about this last week. Hey, could Josh Briggs become the next JBL? Wham, wham. Here's JBL having a little chat with them. So, JBL says he's been impressed with Briggs so far, and he is reminded of uh, of himself. A JBL's own career, very similar to each other. And yeah, so I, I don't really know if this, what is, there's nothing set in stone here. Is JBL his new manager? Is he what? I don't know, but hey, you're getting a little rub there from JBL, so that's good. And we got Cora Jade, oh no, speaking of, this is not good at all. Cora Jade has suffered a torn ACL during a show this week, and she is going to be out for almost a year. Oh my goodness, poor Cora Jade, man, just cannot catch a break. feel like she just returned from injury or something like that, and now she's out again for an even more amount of time. I mean, fuck, that just, that sucks. That feels just like Wesley and very unfortunate now. The good thing is she is young, like Wesley, so she's going to come back. It's it's tougher for her because she's a heel, so she's not going to have that uh, benefit of coming back to a babyface pop. But yeah, man, that's extremely unfortunate and very badly timed for Cora Jade. This sucks, but uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye and uh, see how Cora Jade does in a year, I guess. Main event time, number one contenders, 20 women, Battle Royale, Final four will compete in a fatal four-way. So this, this is very cool. So we got Kalani. So all 20 women are in the ring already. Kalani, I do my best to try. These matches are very hard, so I just try to get the, 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 the best stuff. Kalani is ganged up on by Lash and Izzy Dane. Kalani launched, but she is caught on the outside, landing on the announce table. And then she walks across the barricade, jumps onto the steps, and back into the ring. Very well done. I'll give that a thumbs up. We've seen it before, but it, hey, st- still executed well. It's not easy to do. I can imagine that her heart was racing like crazy. Anyway, Vice betrays Lopez, eliminating her, and then immediately gets tossed out by Paxley and is greeted by Vice. They get into a brawl with each other. That was a that was interesting. Davenport eliminated by Petrovic. Blair, upset, just just destroys Petrovic on the outside, then returns Petrovic back into the match. I think she just gets eliminated right after that. Oh, yeah, here we go. Ariana Grace failing to eliminate anybody. She tries, like, four different people. It's just not working. She sees a completely knocked out. Petrovic grabs her, tosses her over for her one and only elimination. So we get down to Hale. She throws out Grace as she celebrates. Sinclair eliminates Lash Legend, and I am upset about that one. That was the one elimination. I was like, you fucking kidding me? I'm really, I'm a fan of Lash Legend, and I'm not going to lie, Sinclair, when I saw her, I was like, who was that? Who is Sinclair? I don't, I, I don't remember who she is. My apologies. But now we get to the final four, Fatal 4-Way. Your, your final four women are Kiana James, Fallon Henley, Kalani Jordan, and Roxanne Perez. Kalani going for the moonsault. Izzy Dane arrives to save Kiana. Perez hits Pop Rocks, pins Jordan, earning a shot at the NXT Women's Champion, Lyra Valkyria, at Vengeance Day. Nonstop off- offense here from all four women. Kalani getting so close a couple of times in this one. I was rooting for her. A bit disappointing that they are going with Perez again. Feels like she's had a bunch of chances already and. I don't know. I feel like there's other women deserving of a shot right now. Great fast-paced Fatal 4-Way, though, overall. The Battle Royale was very well done. Lots of seeds planted throughout. That should lead to some interesting rivalries, especially friggin' Lopez, betrayed by Vice. That was like, what? And Kalani Jordan, my MVP throughout you know the whole thing, because she was in both matches. She was fantastic. Great performance. And so was this main event. I thought it was awesome. The Battle Royale into the Fatal 4-Way. I mean, I wish, I hope and wish they can do that with all of them because I feel like that's that's awesome. That's a great way to do it. 8.5 out of 10. This was fantastic. And though Kalani Jordan doesn't get the win here, she looks like she is primed to be a big big star in the WWE. Can't wait to see what else she's got in the tank. Every time I've seen her so far, she has been awesome awesome that's the end of the show a great nxt 
Dusty Cup picked it up pretty well this week. Two really good matches there. Well done building up numerous storylines story this week. You got King and Bear Hill, JBL and Briggs, Braun and Baron. That bromance is brewing, which is awesome. The trick and Carmelo Hayes dilemma continues. And lots of little seeds in the awesome main event battle royale. Kalani Jordan, like I said, man, she is going to be the next big thing in the women's division. Like, all around, I can see her being a really big deal for the WWE if she decides to stick around. Ada Than for NXT. Great show. And last but not least, we have SmackDown in... Uh, I was gonna... I, you know what? You know what happened right there? I was gonna say Atlanta, then I was gonna say Hotlanta, and then I glitched, and I said neither. So, there it is. So, they're in Atlanta. We got Nick Aldis in the ring for the contract signing for the Universal Championship. Three competitors come out one by one. AJ, LA Knight, yeah, and Randy Orton. They all sign the contract. Paul Heyman arrives, announces that Roman Reigns will not sign the contract. Aldis says, well, then the title will be vacated. Heyman flips out, and then he tries to butter up Aldis by trash-talking him. Interesting strategy. LA Knight and AJ get in a heated argument, leading to them fighting each other all the way to the back. Orton just chilling, taking it all in, says RKO, and the crowd erupts. Entertaining opener. Really like that Nick Aldis is not taking crap from Paul Heyman. Like, he stands his ground with him, and I dig that. Nick, or sorry, Knight, yeah, and AJ Styles back and forth was pretty damn good. I'll give the overall edge here for LA Knight, yeah, he was damn good, but AJ, also good. Crowd split between Randy Orton and LA Knight, both getting a lot of cheers. Uh, No slouch is AJ Styles, but he's kind of the heel in this situation, so yeah. We got a six-man tag team match up next. LWO, Wild, and Del Toro, plus Carlito, with Selena going up against Legato, Santos, Escobar, Carrillo, and Garza. Wild with a wicked Tornado DDT counter. Looked great. Carlito, hot tag, is stopped by Escobar. Roll up, grabs the tights, and steals the victory for the LWO. More lovely high-flying from the LWO. I mean... Yeah, man, I always, I believed in Wild and Del Toro, and I like that they're getting more time to shine. Del Toro especially, really good high flyer. He was standing out in this one. Legato working good together, cutting off the ring. Solid, quick tag team match right here. We move on. It is pretty deadly. Wilson and Prince versus Tyler Bate, and it's Pete Dunn, baby. Bruiser weight. No more butch. It's Pete freaking Dunn. Yes. Pete Dunn on fire. He suplexes pretty deadly onto each other. Tyler and Dunn double kicks in the corner. Bate dives to the outside. Bitter end by Pete Dunn. Pins and wins. You don't even know how beyond happy I am that the bruiserweight Pete Dunn got his name back. Never like Butch. I never understood that change. You got such a great name and gimmick behind the bruiser weight pete dunn i mean i have no clue why they would have changed that to just butch they were doing that with everybody for a little bit there just changing their names to singular things like austin theory got changed to theory and then back to austin theory it was i don't know what that was all about but pete dunn just never got his name back until now thank god it's back now uh, Dunn and Bate, silky smooth match. They are going to be a great young tag team. I love. I would love to see these guys fight like the Creeds, especially the Creeds, New Day, like Profits, you name it. Poor Pretty Deadly, though. They still can't get a W. Uh, well done, I guess, making Pete and Tyler look good. Uh, eventually, they'll get a W. We move on. It is the Kevin Owens show with the U.S. champ, Logan Paul. Logan claims it's Kevin's fault he became a WWE superstar. No idea if that's a compliment or a diss. KO, big times Logan, ignoring him, just kind of brushing him off. But Logan Paul hangs in there. He's firing back with some trash talk. Pretty good trash talk, I would say. Then hits Kevin with a cheap shot. KO fires back, but Paul gets away. Oh, dear. I, like I said, man, I, th- I felt like Logan actually held his own here on the microphone with KO. And I don't think KO was being very giving with his side of it. He was, you know, ah, I don't listen to you. I, you know, he wasn't 
really, and I thought Logan did a pretty good job. And I'm not easy on Paul. Like, I, I, I give it to him when I don't think he's very good or fitting in. But I thought he did a good job on this segment. I'm actually impressed. Like, Kevin kind of stumbled on his words at a point. So I almost want to give Logan Paul here the edge over Kevin Owens, which I would... That's crazy, but I kind of have to... I think that's how it is. But this segment was eh, nothing special, really. Kind of a letdown. We got Roman Reigns. He is upset backstage. Solo Sokoa stands up, gets in Roman's face, but he just follows Roman's orders. Boo! We got a women's tag team championship match up next. Katana Chance, Caden Kata, defending against the unholy union of Alba Fire and Nyla Dawn. Damage Control, join commentary. Carter nails a destroyer. We got the keg stand pins, and the champs retain. Fire and Dawn had a good start, but the champions on fire right now. They quickly bounce back. Could have been a bit longer, you know, make Dawn and Fire look off, look a little bit better because they haven't been on TV, I feel like, in a long time. Well, they've been on TV a little bit recently, but in the ring, we haven't seen them in a long time. So it would have been nice to get a refresher of what they can do. But, you know, women's tag team champs right now, they on fire. Pretty solid match. And we got Carmelo Hayes and Theory. They are okay after their scary bump last week. They just hit each other's heads. Uh, feeling good enough that they argue with each other backstage. So there you go. Everyone's okay. That's good. Now we have AJ Styles and LA Knight. Yeah. Going up against each other one-on-one. There you go. I thought there was more, but no. Knight smashing Styles' head against the announce table. Gets distracted by Jimmy Uso walking towards him. Solo appears from the crowd, hits LA Knight, yeah, with a Samoan spike. The match is disqualified. Boo! Bloodline continues the beatdown on Styles and Knight. Solo calls out Randy. It's his turn to have his ass beat. Out Randy Orton comes. So they're just going to have a match about it. Solo Sokoa versus Randy Orton. Orton with some extra tongue theatrics nails that vintage DDT. You still got Styles, Knight, and Uso. They're fighting on the stage. We got an RKO out of nowhere on Solo. Orton pins and grabs the W. Nice hyper Randy Orton performance. That tongue was wiggling all over the place. I liked it. Crowd liked it. The match was whatever, though. Styles, Knight, and Orton fighting. And here comes Roman Reigns. He cheap shots Randy. Reigns signs the contract, lines up a spear, but runs into an RKO instead. Orton standing tall as the show ends. Ooh. An all right SmackDown here, getting closer to the Rumble. Definitely have been stepping up both tag team divisions, I must say, adding in quite a few new teams uh, that actually look pretty good. Beyond happy that Pete Dunne isn't Butch anymore, and he's tagging with, with Tyler Bate. That's great. Wrestling was lacking, I would say, on this show. More storyline, heavy show. Trying to keep the roster healthy. I get it. You got all hands on deck for the upcoming Royal Rumble. So you need everyone healthy. But I'm enjoying the buildup here for the Fatal 4-Way with Roman Reigns. It's it's anyone's ball, I would say, with those four guys. It's just, who are they going to pull the trigger on? They're going to give it the night. They're going to let Randy have it for another run. AJ's probably the weakest one. Like, I know his contract is coming up, so... I don't know if they would put him another, but we'll see. 5 out of 10 for SmackDown. Now we go to AEW Dynamite and Charleston. We got the TNT Championship on the line. Christian Cage with the Patriarchy defending against Dustin Rhodes. Christian dives off the top rope to the outside, taking out Dustin. That's a big boy bump right there. Wayne helps Christian out of a roll-up. Dustin shatters Christian's dreams. Rhodes, tired of all the interference, kicks Killswitch right in the dick and gives Wayne a destroyer. Cage recovers, hits a spear, and an unprettier pins, but Dustin kicks out. Christian hits a second unprettier to put down Dustin to retain the TNT Championship. Good opening match here from the veterans. Smooth performance overall, both still working at a very high level considering their age. 7 out of 10. We got Chris Jericho. He's pissed off at Don Callis' family for hurting Sammy Kavara. He will seek and destroy their ass, he says. Seidel, dry as a bone delivery, tells Chris he's losing his mind. Chris Jericho will fight him Friday on Rampage. We got Penta and Commander teaming up to go against Trent Beretta and Orange Cassidy. Cassidy catches Penta into a beach break, delivers an orange punch to Commander. Trent drives down Commander, pins, and wins. 
Uh, first time tagging together, apparently, is Orange and Trent. That that just doesn't seem to sound true, but apparently it is. Uh, they're a good mix. They've always been around each other, and yeah. Trent, aggressive, hard-hitting, able to ground Penta and Commander a bit, keeping them down there. Really good, fast-paced match. Lots of flashy offense. I like this. Seven and a half at ten. We got the Undisputed Kingdom. They come out to the ring. Roddy is upset. Cassidy is not defending the International Championship tonight. Orange says, shut up. Right here, right now. Fight me. Roddy says, nah, not until Revolution, which is six weeks away. Are you crazy? We got Mark Briscoe. He cuts a passionate promo to honor his brother, Jay Briscoe. The Briscoe family comes out. They play an awesome tribute video for Jay. I mean, yeah, just a really nice touching moment. A little bit out of nowhere. I think maybe it's the anniversary. I I don't know. I didn't hear them say anything, but really nice, wholesome moment right here. Yeah, thumbs up. And we got the Young Bucks. They're interviewed by Renee about their return last week. And the Bucks are being very rude to poor Renee. Bucks are going to end Sting. Solid heel segment right here from the Bucks. Uh, honestly, right now, I don't know how I feel about the Bucks. Uh, at first, obviously, I was in love with them. I had never really seen them wrestle before, so their whole wrestling style I was in love with. But, you know, honestly, since the whole CM Punk debacle, their kind of heel run, I'm not really feeling it. And, uh, yeah, right now, they're just kind of eh. And a lot of their matches, like, they're always ridiculous performances and matches but it's kind of the same flavor all the time similar to FTR like you know exactly what you're gonna get out of an FTR match not really anything outside of that it's really good but it's just like the same thing so I don't know how I feel about the Bucks right now they we'll see what happens with whatever they're gonna do with Sting here we got the Ring of Honor Trios Tag Team Championships on the line. Gates of Agony, or as I call them, Gagony. Khan and Leon, plus Brian Cage, defending against Jay White. Colt and Austin Gunn, the Golden, the Bullet, Bullet Club Gold, I think. Yeah, that's what they're calling themselves. There we go. Gates of Agony tosses Gunn to Brian Cage, who catches him into a powerbomb. Just awesome. Leon, an air raid crash. We got a near fall there. Jay White gets the hot tag, and he chops Khan down like a Christmas tree. Nails a Blade Runner, pins, and new Ring of Honor Trios champions. It's Bullet Club Gold. Damn. Khan was a workhorse out there. Nice performance. And a nice, a whole bunch of nice tag team combos. Gates of Agony and Cage were a treat to watch. I mean, all three of them are big, strong, athletic guys. And, yeah, it was fun to watch them. Seven and a half at then. The acclaimed appear on the stage wanting Bullet Club to still team up with them. Now they're both, you know, trios champions, AEW, ROH, team up together. They can take out anybody. We'll see. We got Diana Perrazzo versus Anna Jay. Tony Storm joins commentary and mistakes Rick Abani for Tony Schiavone. And, oh, just awesome stuff right here. Diana locks in the Venus to Milo. Anna taps out. Perrazzo grabs another impressive W. Solid short match. Some nice counters were there. Perrazzo showing off her technical wrestling abilities. Tony Storm was fantastic on commentary. She was petting, feeding, and complimenting Rick Abani, thinking that he's Shivani the whole time. I loved it. So funny. Thumbs up for all that. Perrazzo and Tony start trash-talking each other again. Tony Storm, excellent here as well. We move on. It is Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn versus Top Flight, Dante, and Darius Martin. Quinn, four dives onto Top Flight, onto the outside. That was awesome. He is very fired up. Thumbs up for that. Then he nails a 450 splash on Dante. Gets a near fall there. Private Party, nail the gin and juice. Oh, it's been so long since we've seen that. Darius breaks up the pinfall. Quinn rolls up Darius using the ropes for the W, and there it is. Welcome back, Private Party, especially Mark Quinn. Awesome performance from him. Miss that gin and juice, man. Gin and juice. That that move is awesome. Top flight getting outflown in this one. Good competitive tag team match. Seven at the Time for the main event. It is the AEW World Championship on the line. Samoa Joe defends against Hook. Joe viciously Uranagi's hook into the announce table. Good. Goodness gracious. That was so bad, man. Like, hook just goes completely ragdoll. And Joe 
just slams the shit out of him. That looked incredibly painful. Joe struts off. He takes a lap while the referees check to see if Hook has a pulse. Hook flips off Joe, so yes, he is alive. But not a smart decision. Joe power bombs Hook onto the apron. Good lord. Medical checking on Hook. His back must be mangled at this point. Joe continues the punishment, nails a muscle buster, but Hook kicks out at one. Holy crap. Crowd goes nuts. Hook fires back, getting shots in on Samoa Joe, who is thrown off a bit. Champion regroups, though. He locks in the Coquina clutch. Hook out like a light, and Joe retains the championship. Dude, that that table bump, though, from Hook was just disgusting. That thing was vicious, and Joe giving Hook a nice spotlight. Uh, Made him earn it, though. Uh, Kind of a squash match overall, but Hook shows off his crazy resilience. I mean, kicking out of the muscle buster at one, that's insane. And speaking of Hook, he gets up, asks for more punishment. Joe says, absolutely. Hits another muscle buster. Hook gets back up. Joe whoops some more ass until Adam Hangman Page has to come out to save Hook from death. Swerve also appears just to stare at Joe and say, Hey, what's up? I exist. So, yeah. That's the end of the show. Enjoyable Dynamite this week. Lots of quality matches. Two titles on the line. And Tony Storm, absolutely hilarious on her little commentary cameo. 7 out of 10 for Dynamite. Now we slide into Rampage. They're still in Charleston. Or Charlestown. I don't know how the hell to say it. Chris Jericho versus Matt Seidel kicking off this show. Judas Effect on the button by Jericho pins and grabs the victory here. Solid opening match between the two veterans. Back and forth offense. Not the cleanest overall match right here. Then Takeshka arrives. This upsets Chris Jericho. Security and management arrive to separate them. And Takeshka clocks Christopher Daniels for no reason and just drops his ass. That was good. I think I thought it was Sanjay Dutt for a second and I was... Very happy to see him get dropped with one punch, but nope, apparently it was Christopher Daniels. We move on. It is Penta going up against Anthony Henry, who I think is uh, one half of the workhorseman. Anyway, Penta nails the fear factor for the W. My first time seeing Henry in a singles match, and he was pretty good. Like, I was, I thought we were doing a squash match here, but then I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, he looks familiar. He doesn't look like a guy that's about to get squashed, and he didn't. Penta doing his thing, thunderous chops, nasty drivers, solid quick match overall, but yeah, I was digging Anthony Henry, but I like the workhorseman too, if that's even the team he's for, I don't remember. Moving on, Chris Statlander with Stokely Hathaway versus Queen Aminata. Queen, brutal hip attack and a boot in the corner, like holy shit, like Tony Storm's got the nastiest hip attack I've ever seen, but Queen Aminata, goddamn, that thing is right up there too. Statlander battles back with a Friday night favor for the victory. Good fight right here. Queen hitting the shit out of that hip attack. Uh, should should make Tony's eyebrow raise, man. Like, uh, that, goddamn, watch out. Tony's going to come after you. Keep using it like that. Statlander working well with Aminata. I like this match. 7 out of 10. Got Willow. She shows up late because someone canceled her flight. Nightingale accusing Hathaway. They argue about it, and Statlander leaves. We got this weird budding relationship with Hathaway getting in between these two ladies right here. Is that going to lead to them breaking up? Uh, I doubt it, but maybe. Now we get to the main event. It is Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy. Oh, boy. Darby, big swanton dive, dive off of the top onto Jeff Hardy. Then Jeff Jeff misses poetry in motion. He crashes into the steel barricade. Looked painful. Darby says, hold my beer, though. He torpedoes himself into a steel chair. Just fucking ridiculous. Thumbs up for that. Jeff, nasty neckbreaker on the apron. Hardy swanton bomb misses. Crashes and burns through a table. Referee is really letting some stuff go in this match. Darby using a roll-up jackknife, catching Jeff for the three count and wins. Darby grabs that big win over his hero, and Darby would like to shake hands with Jeff, but Jeff Hardy declines and leaves Darby with his heart broken. Oh, snap. Chaotic fun main event right here with both men taking big bumps as expected. I mean, it's Jeff Hardy, Darby Allen. someone, I'm surprised someone didn't go out on a stretcher or something. But they did leave the door open for this to maybe become a feud. That has me excited and maybe a little bit scared for these men. If they're going to get into a program of of any sort of length, 
Uh, someone's going to be in the hospital. There's going to be a lot of chaotic bumping, but it could be a lot of fun. So, yeah, and I like this match too. Seven and a half out of ten. That's the end of the show. Pretty good quality show quality wrestling throughout ramped up throughout and got better to that nice main event seven out of ten pretty good rampage this week and we will do collision this time i got the notes i didn't delete them and i didn't forget collision in st louis we got john moxley going up against shane taylor with lee moriarty moriarty cheap shot to moxley while the referee's back is turned Moxley deals with the interference, locks in a choke on Taylor, who passes out. Moxley wins. Good opening fight, lots of shots traded back and forth. Taylor showing that he can hang with Moxley. 7 out of 10, good fight. Moxley cuts a pissed off promo, asking for anybody back there to keep up with him. Ah, that's that's a tough ask, Moxley. You're, you're the MVP of the company, but if anyone can step up to the plate, uh... Oh no, I don't really have a name off the top of my head, like Hangman's there, Swerve, like, oh yeah, there's some guys, there's some guys. Now we got Edge, he is going up against Dante Martin in his open challenge series, I guess. Edge, nice counter into the execution. Dante backflips over the spear, hits a springboard moonsault, that was nice. Edge spears Dante mid-air, locks in the crossface, and Martin taps out. Edge grabs the W. Another fun opponent here for Edge. Maybe not the one I was thinking, you know, he would come over and and be one of his first opponents, but I like Dante Martin. He's really good, and Dante had a good performance here, doing his thing, flashy high-flying, took a nice spear in mid-air, and backflipped over one. Like, come on now. Edge having fun with all the new talent in AEW. He's um, cuts a little promo at the end. He's like, oh, what am I doing with this open challenge thing kind of deal? But yeah, solid stuff. We got Private Party and Top Flight. They have another confrontation backstage. Still waiting for these two to get into a match with each other. But first, we got Thunder Rosa versus Queen Aminata, who's very busy this week. Kicking off with a drop kick from Rosa. Blast Queen. Great sell right there from Queen. I don't know if she actually took a couple boots to the face right there but she sure did look like it rosa nails the tijuana bomb pins picking up her first singles w in over a year for thunder rosa queen's matches keep getting better man like uh, she's really growing on me here good performance thunder looking pretty good in her singles return stiff stiffness from both women and kind of digging the chemistry here really solid match i wouldn't mind seeing these two go at it again now we got the new ring of honors Ring of Honor, Trios Champions, Bullet Club Gold, they're cutting a promo. Introduce a new member, it's Cardboard Cutout Juice Robinson. Yeah, bring back all those cardboard cutouts, those things were great. The Acclaimed have arrived, now both squads are champions. Caster again suggests that the Acclaimed and Bullet Club join forces and become unstoppable. The Acclaimed offer the scissor, Bullet Club ponder... And they accept the scissor. Oh, baby. Scissor Club is born. Shall be an interesting relationship for sure. Uh, I can almost guarantee at some point, you know, Jay White is going to backstab them. But let's see how they can do against the Undisputed Kingdom. See if they can take them down. We move on to Buddy Matthews with the House of Black versus Danny Garcia with FTR. Buddy flag pulling Danny with a DDT. How you doing? Garcia leaps off of the table into a knee right to the face. Matthews takes a pile driver onto the apron. Goodness gracious. Garcia, exhausted, still manages to pull off the dance. Buddy knees him right in the face again. Garcia counters into a pinfall, steals the W from a very upset Matthews, who immediately starts beating the bejesus out of Danny Garcia. FTR run in, massive brawl goes down, and yeah, really good competitive match in the ring before all the brawls, nasty bumps, great selling all around, 7.5 out of 10, good shit. FTR challenge House of Black to an elimination trios cage match for next week on Collision, that is going to be interesting, that is supposed to be going up against the Royal Rumble, WWE, so... I mean, honestly, I'm picking a Rumble over pretty much anything. I love the Royal Rumble, but uh, good luck to that. I will watch it. We got Roddy Strong with the Undisputed Kingdom versus Matt Seidel. Strong hitting end of heartache puts away Seidel. Another really solid back and forth match. We got the main event now. Claudio Castanoli and Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. 
Claudio, big swing to Ortiz, flips off Eddie. Claudio will regret that later when Eddie machine gun chops his chest to death. I Probably a solid 30 chops right there for Claudio. That was horrifying. Claudio holding Kingston back while Danielson tears Ortiz apart with submissions until Ortiz is forced to tap out. Claudio and Danielson win. Stiff main event. Um... Yeah, it was, uh, at this point, I was completely and utterly exhausted with AEW Wrestling. Let's discuss. So, that's the end of the show. Finally, Bullet Club joins forces with the Acclaim. That's great. They're going to try and take down Undisputed Kingdom, which should be fun. Uh, I see a lot of comedy uh, potential there. But also, you got Jay White, Adam Cole when he's healthy. you got great wrestlers in there as well. Lots of quality wrestling, but... A lot of the matches were the same flavor, like back-to-back-to-back. It was like three or four matches there in a row that were all just, like, nothing wrong with the matches. It's just every one of them was, like, hard-hitting and kind of back and forth, and it was just the exact same kind of thing over and over again. By the main event, I was completely tired of that flavor. I, I was dying for anything else, really, but... Yeah, the, AEW's always kind of had this problem uh, quite a bit. It's uh, very opposite to WWE with their problems. WWE, a uh, lot less focus on the wrestling. That's when they're like, all right, we'll have commercials now. They're wrestling. It's kind of back burner. AEW, wrestling's front and center, which is great. I love it. But there's not enough um, stuff in between the wrestling that'll break up the wrestling that is just like, okay, here's a strong style match, and here's a strong style match, here's a strong style tag team match, here's a strong style main event match kind of deal. We need we need something to break up the the strong style matches. It's just too much of the same flavor. And like thankfully I really like this flavor, but you know, for me to say that I'm getting a little bit tired of the of the same flavor match after match after match. And especially with AEW right now, I I really feel like they need to cut out one of the shows, probably Rampage, keep Collision, I guess, I would much prefer Collision to move to Fridays, Uh, just eliminate Rampage, I guess, uh, because it's kind of just existing right now to have three more matches, which kind of builds into my problem with AEW right now, it's it's going to be three, usually two, like they'll have the first match and the second, and the main event being pretty good quality matches and depending on how much time is left the middle match will be rather a squash match sometimes they'll fit in two matches that are eh, or sometimes they'll get a, a solid third in the middle there but it's generally all that same flavor so i don't know like wwe i'm not really sure how they're able to because they just don't really play that flavor at all the aew flavor where it's like they will once in a while but it's that's they they save that because they don't want everybody to get hurt where they go all out they have a 12 15 minute match back and forth crazy near falls hard hitting big spots probably a few nasty dives and bumps and stuff like that wwe tends to save that for pay-per-views but even with the pay-per-views lately they haven't even been stepping it up at times but aew it's kind of the same thing whatever show you're watching if you're not watching dynamite you're going to get very high quality wrestling you're watching uh aew pay-per-view you're gonna get very high quality wrestling with some some major bumping i imagine it's just there needs to be a little bit of variety breakup in there uh maybe some dan Housen, some some fun goofy match in the middle there i don't know maybe a more segments like a, a better produced segments that are a little bit longer uh aew tends to have like little quick confrontations or little interviews backstage that I generally don't even half the time don't even take note of them because they're so small and nothing really happens it's just like maybe a quick call out for a match next week it's like all right we'll just talk about that when the match happens next week but the, maybe they need a little bit more storyline driven segments backstage or a little bit longer oh no I wonder if anyone is is feeling the same way that I am right now with AEW where it's just a lot a lot of wrestling and it's really good wrestling it's just too much of the same flavor sometimes so we'll see how that goes with AEW if they can kind of get a little bit more variety in there but regardless the wrestling's always going to be quality the shows are generally always quality too six out of ten for collision and let's slide now to the three stars of the week 
start out with a shout out. Want to shout out LWO, particularly Wild, uh, one of the members of LWO. He was phenomenal this week, flying all over the place. Very, very good high flying, lots of crazy dives, getting the crowd going. So a special extra shout out for you, but Del Toro as well. He's also really good. It's just Wild right now is Wild. He's going crazy, but their match against Chase U in the Dusty Cup tournament on NXT was a really good match. Chase U also working really well with them. I dug that match. Good enough for a shout out, but the third star goes to... It's Darby versus Jeff Hardy on Rampage. I mean, on paper, I think everyone was like, oh, this is going to be some fun shit, and it was. It was uh, kind of a bump off. It's like, alright, I'm going to bump, and now you bump, and yeah, it was a lot of bumping, but uh, really interesting what they did at the end where Jeff Hardy kind of playing a heel and doesn't shake Darby's hand. So I, I like where they're going to go with that. Maybe we go down a little path here, and there's a lot of options you can do with a Darby, Jeff Hardy, throwing Matt Hardy, maybe bring back the broken Jeff and Matt. I don't know. Seven and a half out of ten for that one. Good, na- good enough for the third star this week. Second star goes to... Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara versus Ricky and Big Bill in the street fight, Battle of the Belts. Technically, that was last week, but I forgot to review it, and I had to do it this week, so I'm giving it the second star as well for this week. Last week, it would have been the first star. That was uh, that would have been the best match, but still, that, that fucking street fight, super fun, AEW style, so you know they're going all out with the weapons and bumps. No blood. There was no blood from what I can remember, but... Still an absolutely awesome street fight. But the first star goes to... It's going to the 20 women battle royale plus the fatal four-way match on NXT with Perez winning. Kalani Jordan was my MVP throughout the whole thing. She was in the battle royale and in the fatal four-way. I thought she was excellent. Another awesome showcase for her. She definitely has the potential to be a massive star in the WWE. I it's just a matter of time now, but yeah, them giving it to Perez again, it's uh, a little bit annoying at this point cuz she's had so many chances. She's still really young. So, I don't know. I would have preferred Kalani Jordan, maybe even a Lash Legend, but regardless, it was a very well done battle royale. Lots of little seeds and storylines set up throughout the match, and the Fatal 4 ways was a ton of fun. Good back and forth, everyone looking good. Good enough for the first star this week. And there you go, everybody. That's the show. Thank you so much for listening and or watching. You can watch these on the Gamer GX videos YouTube channel. I upload them all over there. You can go over there, check it out, drop a comment, whatever you want. I would love if anyone would drop questions for the podcast related to wrestling, video games, hockey, general podcasting questions. Send them on in. I would love to carve out a little time uh, for you guys, the listeners answer your questions on the pod that would be a ton of fun there's an email address and there's a twitter page if you want to go over there for announcements and schedule changes anything like that i'll try my best to put up those announcements over there as soon as possible and yeah so there you go everybody another week for the gx plus cast hope everybody is enjoying it being good staying safe it's wintertime in canada so it's it's cold and and it's unsafe on the road so there you go be safe be good and yes we will be back again with some more gx plus cast.